Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz. I want to welcome all of our viewers, minus Instagram tonight. That is why I'm so late tonight. Uh, Apparently, Instagram is having technical issues. They're not letting me uh, log in to simultaneously add this feed to the rest of my networks. Uh, Use a program, a third-party program, to add Instagram to the other four networks that we broadcast to, which is YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, Instagram being the fifth. And uh, can't seem to log in. So they're experiencing technical issues. I apologize to all the Instagram people who are not watching this on Instagram right now. Anyway, hopefully uh, they will switch over to the other four networks. And I do apologize to all of our Instagram users. Hopefully this issue will be fixed very, very soon. Gotta love technology. It is great, but it's not perfect all the time. Want to welcome some of our guests. Uh, we have, of course, our moderators with us. Khaleesi, Singer Chick, Saz is going to be handling the moderating as well. Marie, who normally does the moderating on Instagram, uh, will probably be hopping over to the YouTube side. Want to welcome CC Weezy, who is with us. Uh, let's see who else. Colette is with us on Facebook. Navaneeth is with us on Facebook, as is Philip. Uh, Philip seems to be both on Facebook and YouTube tonight. That's cool. Ismail is with us. Good to have you back with us, Ismail. Anyone? Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. How many of you guys got to see uh, my interview yesterday with uh, Barbara Crampton? Uh, another great interview. It was a fascinating one-hour conversation with a uh, woman who has been in the horror industry since the early 80s and is still going strong. She has a new movie that's coming out in several weeks that is called Sacrifice. She's the lead in the movie. It looks great. I played the trailer for you guys. I believe it was last Friday. Uh, If you guys want to check it out, just go ahead and do a YouTube search for the movie Sacrifice. Barbara Crampton is the lead. It was a great interview. Uh, immensely honored. I can't describe how honored I was to, to, to be talking to a horror screen legend. Barbara is like in the top 10 or top 5 of IMDb's Scream Queen list. You know, along with, uh, with some other some other very very notable uh company on that list so if you missed it go ahead and go to our youtube channel or facebook or twitter twitch whatever you prefer look us up dead talk live and you can catch up on that interview as well as any past interviews and we have done plenty so far if you are joining us for the first time tonight and want more information about our show Please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. Also visit us on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Same name. Go on YouTube, Twitch, do a search for Dead Talk Live. Go ahead and subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. Uh, And you can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter and all over the place. I got to tell you guys... uh, We are now like nine months since we started doing Dead Talk Live. 
and this is episode like 237. We are a daily show, uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we have done a lot of episodes, and I got to tell you guys, I encourage everyone, anyone who has a passion for doing live streaming to really go for it. Uh, I started this back in April of 2020, and uh, in the nine months, and I can't believe it's only been nine months, it feels like nine years, but in the nine months, I have learned so much. I have met and spoken to so many, so many wonderful uh, actors, directors, producers in the film industry, TV industry. It's been just an amazing ride, but it's a lot of work, guys. If you go, if you want to go into this, and you are really serious about doing this, uh, just a heads up: you gotta give it your all. You gotta pull, put your full heart into this. Uh, we currently on the Dead Talk Live team have now exceeded well over 20 team members and we still need more. I am inundated with work from the time I get up to when I go to bed at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it is a lot of work, guys. Recently, we started uh, our new site, which is called Dead Talk News. Uh, the whole key, the little secret behind making a successful live stream is uh, really following your gut. That is, that's the best advice I can give you guys. It's to follow your gut. Get your name out there far and wide uh, and reach out to people and good things are going to happen. If you work hard... If you give it your all, good things are going to happen. Like I said, I started this show in April of 2020, and I had no idea that almost nine months later, I would have been talking to Barbara Crampton yesterday. And, you know, we've had so many big names on this show. We've had Greg Nicotero, Tom Savini, Anthony Tempone, Michael Cudlitz. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Jamie King... It's uh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, uh, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and and you gotta love it because if you don't love doing it, the amount of work that is required, it's gonna make you want to stop. What keeps me going is coming on here every night and talking to you guys. That's just absolutely amazing. It's the best part of my day. I look forward to it and all the work that I do before the show. And after the show is all for the lead up to this one hour that I get to spend with you guys. And talking to you guys makes it truly an amazing experience. Having my guests on this show and talking to them and learning about them outside of what we see uh, from them on the, on the TV screen, on the movie screen learning about them and their lives, how they got into this business, the big breaks they have gotten. It's been amazing. I cannot, I cannot find the right words to describe this amazing ride. And it's only going to get better. We're only going to continue getting bigger. And uh, a lot of good stuff is in store. Uh, you know, my New Year's resolution 
which I don't believe in resolute New Year's resolutions, but my goal for 2020 is to make, uh, sorry, 2021 is to make 2020 pale in comparison to what's coming in 2021 in regards to guests and how we're going to make this show bigger and better every single day. So thank you so much. And with that said, I do have a little, I have cat hair on me. Yes, I do have a cat and a dog and they shed like crazy. Uh, this Friday is my 21st wedding anniversary. That's right. Been happily married now for 21 years. And if I want to continue to stay happily married, there will be no broadcast this Friday of Dead Talk Live. Uh, me and my wife are going out to celebrate. So, yeah, that is, you know, one of the secrets to maintaining a good, happy marriage. Uh, don't go to work on the day of your anniversary, if at all possible. So, uh, yeah, this Friday, there won't be a Dead Talk Live. Uh, and we'll be back on the air on Monday. I'm also going to take Saturday off as well. So tomorrow is going to be the last broadcast for this coming week. And we'll resume again on Monday which is the 18th, Monday, January 18th, which is Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So we'll be back on Monday. Uh, thank you to all the congratulations I'm getting. Uh, Khaleesi right? yep, mine and hubby's will be married uh, on the 31st of this month, 29 years. Yep, and going to hard work. Yeah, I'm not even going to start on the topic of uh, of a marriage. Marriage is a hard... Mar I'm trying to find the right proper words to say this. Uh, being in a good, happy marriage is a lot of work. It's not just sit back and just let everything flow. Some of it is. But you got to work for it. You definitely got to work for it. Uh, Teresa is, is with us from on Facebook. From South Mississippi, saying happy anniversary. Thank you, Teresa, from Mississippi. Uh, thank you to Philip, who's wishing me a happy anniversary. So, let's get started uh, with what we have on tap for you guys for today. It's been kind of a slow news day, but there's been uh, some stuff here and there. So, wait, did that just disappear? Shouldn't have disappeared. There we go. Uh, the Walking Dead trailer teases season 10's six extra episodes. AMC has released a teaser for The Walking Dead season 10, six bonus episodes. Although the, the Whisperer War storyline has come to a close, the show will focus on some specific characters before diving into the Commonwealth arc in season 11. One of these bonus episodes will show Negan's past and even feature Jeffrey Dean Morgan's real-life spouse as Lucille, talking about marriages. Uh, later in 2021, will mark 11 years since The Walking Dead premiered on television. The show has adapted almost all the major storylines in the comics, from the prison arc to all-out war. All the while, it has featured strong performances and characters being ingrained in pop culture. 
Perhaps as a surprise to some, the show will come to an end in season 11, after season 11. The Walking Dead will live on in a spinoff shows uh, and films, but the main program will conclude. For comic readers, this isn't surprising, as the Commonwealth was the last arc before the final issue's time skip. And, you know, I haven't talked about this for a while. I've been thinking about this since this was announced a while ago. I think it's a good time. After we get done with the Commonwealth arc, and hopefully they achieve peace and harmony by the end of that arc, it's a good time to end the main series. It can't go on forever. No show does. Uh, And the ones that do exceed, uh, you know keep going beyond the time when they should have stopped, they don't get better. Uh, That's what makes The Walking Dead so unique. This last season, season 10, was so phenomenal. And that is very rare on a show in its 10th season. Normally, after several seasons, television shows start to decline, stories start to run dry, People get kind of bored with it. Uh, And what The Walking Dead managed to do in season 10 was completely revitalize the show. Now, the problem is getting all the viewers that left after, really, season 7, episode 1, when we lost Abraham and Glenn, where a lot of people said, that's it, I'm done, they went too far. Uh, it's to bring them back. I'm sure if they would give it a try uh, and just watch season 10, uh, at least you know, maybe start from the beginning of the Whisperer arc, I do believe a lot of them would come back. But that's, a pro- that's the problem. That's the issue that AMC is facing. How do you get all those fans who stopped watching the show several years ago to reignite their interest because we did have a great season that just ended uh colette writes just watched the final series of vikings it was brilliant that's awesome vikings was a great show so they're talking about a trailer here a teaser for the walking dead season 10 bonus episodes has been released preparing viewers for the upcoming storylines Sadly, there's no footage, but the major characters have dialogue teasing what to expect. So, no footage. Let's see what kind of teaser they have for us. Uh, Let me make sure the sound is on for you guys. It is. So, let's go ahead and watch this. I'm not going to stop till I find out. We need to get our heads on straight. We can't trust what we don't know. Right now, Mom's looking at us. Everybody gets scared sometimes. My people back home need help. Alpha needed to die. There's still goodness. You just have to look for it. I didn't escape, if that's what you're thinking. There you go. You know, no new scenes, but I like how they did that. And uh, that line at the end that we heard from, from J.D. Morgan... Uh, was direct from that very first table read, that virtual table read that they released. I remember him exactly 
saying that line and to hear it as it's going to be said in the episode it's really really cool you know uh those table reads have been amazing but you know that can never replace seeing it play out live not live but seeing it play out for real on the screen when these actors are in full gear and they're really going at it i think that was that was amazing uh khaleesi writes i'm guessing that was to maggie it was if you saw that table read that is negan directly talking to lauren cohen maggie uh when they first come face to face letting her know that he did not escape and that he was let out uh it's easy to see the storylines being teased here for example, the teaser shows Gabriel and Aaron together. The two will be the center focus and one more. Meanwhile, it sounds like Princess's backstory will be covered in the episode called Splinter. Fans of Daryl and Carol should enjoy the episode Diverged based on the description. The second episode of Six, Find Me, will dive into the time Daryl left the group after Rick disappeared. So we're going to find out what Daryl did in those six years and how extensive his search was looking for Rick's body. Never finding it because he's not dead. Uh, Daryl saying, I'm not going to stop till I find out, probably references his search for Rick. No footage from these episodes has been shown but AMC has released in-production videos, including one for the episode Diverged. Uh, Lisa on Facebook writes, would love to see Daryl and Carol road trip to look for Rick. I want to welcome Simple Handler from Twitch. Welcome Simp Handler. Uh, welcome Luis on YouTube. Welcome you guys. Thank you for joining the broadcast. Uh, as far as Rick, sorry, Daryl and Carol road trip, that's going to happen in the spinoff that those two get. Uh, like I mentioned in past episodes, we have heard that something's going to happen during season 11, not during these six bonus episodes, but during season 11, that's going to cause several members of the group to find out what Michonne is doing and to split off from the group to try and go join her maybe to see what's going on with rick is he alive where is he we have no idea how that story is going to play out but we have to wait and see so next on the list list the walking dads beth and daryl reunite on emily kinney's podcast i didn't know emily had her own podcast Norman Reedus reveals his artistic side in Emily Kinney's podcast. Uh, like many performances, like, like many performing artists stuck at home during the pandemic, the Walking Dead alum Emily Kinney turned to creating a podcast to keep her busy. Starting in May, she created a podcast, which is called My Caffeine Withdrawal. That's a cool name. That would deal with two of her life passions coffee and artists and i'm with her on the coffee part over the course of the 20 episodes she has featured performances from bands and 
including artists as varied as Josh Nador, Kay Flay, but in recent weeks, Kinney has turned to her old haunting grounds of The Walking Dead, where she played Beth for four years. Her Walking Dead co-stars, including Lauren Cohen, who plays Beth's sister Maggie, have been hit guests on the show, and this week featured probably her most anticipated guest, Norman Reedus. Kenny and Reedus became friends when their stories became tied together during season four of The Walking Dead, when the governor blew up the prison and scattered the family into the winds. Daryl and Beth found themselves together trying to survive in the wild. And, you know, that's that, that moment when those two were split off and the entire uh, group of survivors were split up into maybe two or three uh, people in a group. Ha- putting Daryl and Beth together was brilliant. That is when Beth really endeared herself to the Walking Dead fans. And the chemistry between Norman Reedus and Emily Kinney, especially in that one episode where it's just those two, was absolutely fantastic. And I do apologize that picture, that ad of a toilet staring you blankly in the face right there. Good, it switched. (laughs) Uh, They struggled through their differences and individual pains and grief to grow together and reach a place of comfort before it was all taken away again as the hospital group ran Beth over and kidnapped her. When eventually Beth was discovered again at the hospital, the tragic showdown led to Beth's unnecessary and violent death, shocking the characters and the audiences alike and giving us the iconic scene of Daryl carrying Beth's limp body into the parking lot into a sobbing Maggie. Thankfully, my caffeine withdrawal gave Reedus and Kinney a chance to catch up and put all that pain behind them. Both acknowledge that when a character is killed off, the actor often feels the need to cut ties with the show for the time being in order to move on emotionally. And we have had several guests say that right here on this show. Uh, when a character, when an actor leaves a show, they kind of really cut it off uh, from their lives. They don't continue watching it at least for a little while because they need to move on, and it's very difficult uh, to move on to different projects if you're an actor after leaving a show that you've been on for a while. If you continue watching it, not all of them do that, but we have had our fair share of guests on this show who have said that exact same thing. Interestingly, it turns out that a video of a hummingbird is what brought about the reconnection of the pair. Kinney believes she sees hummingbirds as a sign from the universe of where she should go. That's interesting. So when Reedus recently posted one of his Instagram, uh, Kinney knew it was time to get back in touch with her old friend. Reedus agreed that he too believes in signs and told a story 
of recently seeing 21 shooting stars in one night. Perhaps due to the pair's longtime connection, Reedus was particularly open about his beliefs, past, and creative processes throughout the interview. He spoke at great length about his origins as an actor, resulting in a moving story about working on his first movie, Floating. And I don't know how many of you guys have seen one of Norman Reedus's old work, one of his beginning stuff that he did independently to try to get his name out there. It's where he dresses in drag. The video has gone viral, even though I haven't seen it in a while. It's a pretty interesting watch, but it's out there. It's on the internet if you guys want to watch it. It's one of uh, Norman Reedus's first appearance in front of a camera. In fact, when we had our guest, Anthony Timpone, on the show, who was the editor-in-chief of Fangoria magazine, he recounted the story when he first met Norman Reedus in Manhattan when Norman walked into the Fangoria offices and wanted to show off this tape. Uh, that he made of him basically dressed in drag. It was a pretty artistic uh, recording. And uh, so if you haven't watched it, do a search for it. You got to watch it and see how Norman Reedus got his start. He explained how he used his own personal pain caused by his father's impending death into a scene and saw how it affected the entire cast and crew. This made him truly understand the process of acting and released it was more than pretty people, sorry, the process of acting and released it was more than pretty people standing around. Speaking from his uh, vacation home in Costa Rica, Norman talked about the projects he's undertaken during the lockdown, including the fiction book he's co-written and the real-life people who inspired the stories and the characters in it. Kinney and Reedus also connected on the topic of music, discussing the creative process and music they love listening to. With Reedus giving Kinney some recommendations, Reedus revealed he has recorded a spoken word album with his friend Howie B., much to Kinney's excitement. Neither actor talked much about their time on The Walking Dead. However, Reedus revealed that the longer he is on the show, the more he wants to be involved in other aspects of processing, uh, sorry, in other aspects of the process and is interested in editing, music, and production. I would love to see uh, Norman Reedus direct an episode, uh, produce, uh, I think he's been on this show from the very beginning and to see what he's capable of doing behind the camera. He had, did not exactly mention being a director in that quote, but I would be very interested to see Norman Reedus direct an episode of The Walking Dead. I think that's that would be amazing. Reedus has recently signed a deal with AMC which establishes his own production company, Big Bald Head Productions. So if you guys don't know, 
the origins to uh, Norman's uh, social media name, which is Big Bald Head, there you guys have it. It's the name of his production company, which includes an adaptation of Aftershock Comics Undone by Blood. One thing that is uh, patently clear through the podcast is that once you are the Walking Dead family, you are always the Walking Dead family. With readers sharing a story of of Sarah Wayne Callies, who played Laurie, meeting his mom, who was living in Iraq when Callies had traveled there for a charity. Kinney agreed that no matter whether or not you actually acted with another star, all the Walking Dead actors are connected and part of the family, and both Reedus and Kinney expressed how glad they were to have reconnected. Of course, with the show title, they also talked about their love of coffee, with Reedus giving a detailed description of his coffee-making process, which involves an old sock. Oh, God. Really, that alone makes the Lively Podcast worth listening to. You know, when he said old sock, I could see Norman Reedus, I don't know why, using an old sock as a coffee filter. Now, I'm a big coffee lover, and I have been since a very, very young age. We're talking about I had my first cup of coffee at the age of five. Uh, and I've been drinking it every day since. Uh, I have a mug of coffee with me every single minute I'm awake. It's right over there. And um, when he said sock, I just got this flash image of Norman Reedus brewing a pot of coffee and using an old sock as a coffee filter. That sounds pretty nasty. Uh I don't know what you guys think about that, but for me, that that sounds nasty. Something I'm not willing to try. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Colette writes, didn't he start out modeling? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what kind of what that video might have been about. Uh, Lindsay Sparks says, yep, he was great. P-Dog is with us on Twitch. Maybe he saw what shooting stars the same night that he saw the chupacabra. <laughs> Philip uh, says that's when I started liking him. Philip also says I love my coffee as well. Colette, tea for me. Colette, you're from the UK. You know, I think it's like a carnal sin if you live in the United Kingdom and you don't drink tea. Here in America, it's coffee. I mean, we have a lot of tea lovers, don't get me wrong. Uh, I particularly just don't like tea. I don't, I just don't like it. I don't want to, you know, knock all the tea lovers out there. You know, everyone has their preference. But for me, you know, I, I can't. I, it's, it's too bland. <laughs> I love coffee. All right. The Walking Dead unveils a cryptic teaser for Season 10 bonus episodes. That's basically what we just saw. Let's see. Uh, Hillary Burton reveals new snap of Negan and Lucille ahead of bonus episodes. 
The Walking Dead fans just have weeks to go before they get to see Hillary Burton star alongside her husband, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as his on-screen wife. Yep, the One Tree Hill star will play Negan, Negan's ill-fated wife, Lucille, in bonus episodes of the Apocalypse drama. We know it's going to be the last episode, episode 6, uh, which is going to be titled Here's Negan. Viewers will get to learn about Lucille's tragic backstory with her husband and discover more about how he became the twisted, vengeful leader fans were first introduced to. Now, I want you guys to picture what that episode is going to be like. Uh, talking about the sixth episode of the bonus episodes that we're getting starting February 28th. Think of the how emotional that sixth and final bonus episode is going to be when we start to see the backstory between Negan and his dying wife, Lucille. And just like this article hinted, it's going to show us a glimpse into what made Negan become the bastard that he became after her death. I feel it's going to be a epic episode, truly emotional. It's probably going to be one of those episodes that are going to that's going to tear you apart. Uh, Colette writes, "I imagine he was a great husband." Welcome to Loez joining us on Facebook. For me, I think he's just going to become a bitter person as she's approaching her death. Uh, very curious to see how they're going to film Lucille's death scene. I hope we get to see it. I hope we get to see, you know, the scene where Lucille does pass away and Negan having to put her down because she does pass after the zombie apocalypse begins. And I want to see how she gets put down. Is Negan the one that puts her down? Could he do it? Could he not do it? Did he have to put her down with a baseball bat? Okay, how about that? How about she dies, she reanimates, uh, starts to go after him. He's having a hard time uh, putting her down. Eventually finds a baseball bat. And that's what he uses to kill her. And that baseball bat ultimately becomes... Lucille, you know, wrap some barbed wire around it, give it a name, and there you have it. That's how I am envisioning the creation of Negan's signature weapon, the baseball bat, coming into existence. So let's see if I'm right or wrong. I just thought of that right now on the spot. Uh, Khaleesi writes, that might be what turned him into the man that he was. Uh, Philip also writes, cannot wait to see that episode. Neither can I. That is the one that I'm sure they're all going to be great, but that's the one that I'm really looking forward to the most. So moving on to some other stuff. Uh, this is another trailer. Disturbing hallucinatory folk horror movie called The Pond arrives February 23rd. This February, Scream Factory and Shout Studios will release the mind-bending new film, The Pond. 
how do I get rid of this freaking ad? Uh, let's see. The pawn deeply unsettling uh, the tradition of folk horror. This uh, esoteric thriller premieres in home theaters on digital and on demand Friday, the 23rd, 2021. That's, uh, that line kind of took me there for a second. Premieres in home theaters. That's what we're calling them now, home theaters. Anyway, let's go ahead and watch this trailer. Do you think that we see the entirety of everything that's around us in the world? We rely on our senses, sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch, to experience the world. But can we say with certainty that there isn't more to the world than what we perceive with our senses? There's some theory about a crazy fish. They declared me insane. They kicked me out and told everybody that I was crazy. That is uh, weird. That was weird. By the way, what you saw me doing there while that was playing, I tried Instagram, and Instagram is working. Uh, nice to have you, Instagram, with us. I apologize for not being able to get you guys from the beginning of the show, but Instagram was having technical issues. Uh, I was just playing a, a trailer, and during the trailer, I'm like, well, let me see if I can get Instagram back up, and it's working now. So, sorry, Instagram, that you guys couldn't be here from the beginning. I will, of course, archive this show after we're done on Instagram for those that want to start to watch, watch it uh, from the beginning. Anyway, going back to that trailer, uh, that was pretty bizarre. Here's a synopsis on the movie, of the movie. The Pond is a story of an anthropologist on the verge of an apocalyptic discovery 
who begins to descend into madness as his hallucinations reveal something sinister is after him, set in an Balkan village, village rich with supernatural dread, the film's evo evocative cinematography creates an ominous slow burn atmosphere that's sure to linger with the viewer long after the film has ended. The Pond is directed by Petar Pasek and stars Marco Candia, Leslie Coons, Paul Leonard Murray. And just looks at some of these images from this movie. That is weird right there. That's a dude with a bunch of branches tied around his head. Alright. You know, you never know. It does look interesting. I gotta give it that. Uh, Luez writes, I think that movie is too good. Hope to watch it soon. Uh, just to give you the release date again. It is being released in home theaters on February 23rd. So that's when it will be available. Uh, here's another new movie called The Hound. Zoe Deutsch be attached to star in body horror movie that begins with a dog bite. After stealing the show as Madison in Zombieland do Double Tap, We've learned that Zoe Deutsch will continue to hang around in the horror genre with Searchlight's The Hound. Deadline reports this afternoon that Searchlight has acquired the rights to the werewolf-esque project with Lisa Duva attached to write the script. The story follows a timid dog groomer called Callie, played by Deutsch, after being bitten by a mysterious stray dog, she's forced to wrestle with dark new desires as her body goes through unexpected changes. All right. Can't remember the last time we saw a decent werewolf uh, movie or TV show. It's hard to tell if this will be some kind of horror comedy or a more serious werewolf-type body horror movie but we're on board either way we'll report more as we learn so for all you uh werewolf fans out there keep an eye out for the hound okay supposed to be uh starring uh deutsch who played in Zombieland double tap so we'll keep an eye out for that now let's get into today's topic okay today we're going to be talking about horror lead actors and I've got a list right here of some of the most notable actors. But before we do that, let's go ahead and watch a video that I found. Again, thanks to Watch Mojo for this video. And it's about iconic horror performances that we have seen throughout the years. So let me go ahead and play that video right now and let's check it out of course this is a class grab onto your armrests and prepare for a screamingly good time help! Somebody help me, 
JD, I agree with you on Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is an icon. For the top 10 horror movie icons. And I'd like to know what they are. For this list, we've rounded up those creative, iconic personalities from in front of or behind the camera that have shaped the horror film industry. Who are you? in? You won't find Alfred Hitchcock here, though, as he was the master of suspense, not horror. Number 10, Robert Englund. Please, God. This is God. Starting off our list is the man Willie of from everyone's v. nightmares. Come to Freddy. This character actor has had a steady 40-plus year career, but made a name for himself as the terrifying razor-gloved Freddy Krueger in the 1980s. Wes Craven's classic slasher film, A Nightmare on Elm Street, gave birth to one of the That's most John iconic Dapp. horror movie villains ever, thanks to England's portrayal, and it has since spawned multiple sequels and TV shows. The only thing to fear is fear himself. Since then, England has contributed his acting, directing, and voiceover skills to over 40 horror films, television series, and documentaries, cementing his status as a legend and pop culture icon. She's mine! 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 Number nine. Before we move on to number nine, we had this discussion the other day in regards to Robert England and how a lot of us remember him as Willie from the 1980s miniseries and TV series V. If he never got the role of Freddy Krueger, which just catapulted him, I mean, it was to say a Nightmare on Elm Street was a game changer for Robert England would be like one of the biggest understatements of the century. What do you think would have happened with Robert England's career? He's talented, no question about it, but it was the Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street that made him into a horror legend. And that's what he is. He is a horror legend. Think about that. Toby Hooper. Next, we move behind the camera for the writer-director mastermind behind some of the most gruesome images ever put on film. Talk about a twisted movie. An excellent This professor movie. turned filmmaker first got noticed because of his revolutionary slasher flick, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sally, I hear something. Stop. The Stop. original. This 70s classic is considered one of the most influential films of the genre due to its gritty realism and unique but brutal storytelling, which mainstream audiences had never experienced before. <laughs> It's gonna be a fun trip. Having changed the horror landscape for good, Hooper went on to create and rebrand as many horror tropes as he could, while creating a string of successful and visceral films like Poltergeist. I mean, you guys knew that Toby Hooper was a part of Poltergeist. Number eight, Boris Karloff. Permit me to present you with the most Definitely sensational find since that of Tutankhamun. No matter what generation Along you're with from, Christopher this Lee. actor's face is immediately recognizable, as long as he's in makeup. Just like his fellow actor, the man of a thousand faces, Lon Chaney, Karloff made a name for himself in the early days of horror. 
especially during the classic Universal Monsters craze by playing heavily made up creatures of the night. Quiet! Quiet! Most notable is his now iconic and often copied portrayal of Frankenstein's monster, which he played numerous times. These are the people who have paved the way to what we have today. Will you play with me? He subsequently created a long career playing unforgettable monsters, crazed killers, and mad scientists. Number 7. Stephen King Hi, Carrie. Although he's dabbled a little bit in the world of cinema himself by directing and writing a few memorable projects, the King of Horror's major contribution comes from his literary work. Wendy, I'm home. Arguably the most successful and famous fiction writer of the last century, he has written dozens of best-selling novels that have delved into every frightening recess of our imaginations. Yes, the best horror writer of all time. The award-winning author's material has been the inspiration for over 40 of the most thrilling movies ever made, such as Carrie, Misery, I don't want her I mean, think about that for a second. As an author, to have 40 of your novels be made into film. I mean, wow. 40. That is the genius of Stephen King. And they didn't mention there, he likes to do little cameos in the majority of his movies. Very small little cameos in almost all his, uh, all his uh, novels turned into movies. And the Shining. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. As well as popular TV miniseries and countless short film adaptations. Here's Johnny. <laughs> Number six, Christopher Lee. There he Lee. is, Christopher Lee. Probably the scariest Dracula of all time. We have one of the most prolific actors of all time. With almost 300 different acting credits, Christopher Lee is best known for having brought back the most famous bloodsucker, Count Dracula, to popularity on the big screen starting in the late 1950s. <laughs> Seen often alongside Peter Cushing, they both became the faces of Hammer horror films, whose productions make up the second great era of horror. Somebody help me! Since then, Lee has played countless villains, from the mummy to Frankenstein's monster, from Bond villain to Star Wars villain, and even Saruman in the Lord of the Rings franchise. I will find the ring. And kill the one who carries it. Brother. Number five, George A. Romero. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Young George Romero set out to make a small indie movie and ended up creating a horror masterpiece. The grandfather of the zombie movie. The, the modern zombie. His allegory of prejudice, Night of the Living Dead, gave birth to the modern incarnation of the zombie as we know them today. That's right. Which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon the flesh of their victims. The undead stumbling corpses inspired him to make five sequels, and they've since infiltrated pop culture and spawned a new generation of gory entertainment on the big screen. That's Dawn. This is Dawn of the Dead. His other horror thrillers, like The Dark Half, have won him numerous awards and cemented him as a living legend of the horror industry. 
Number four, John Carpenter. So what is this big, big news? Here we have the director responsible for making Halloween even more terrifying than it ever was. What's the boogeyman? Although John Carpenter hasn't always strictly worked in horror, having been noted as a master of thrillers, action, and sci-fi, he, he did escape from New York. As the man who brought the ruthless Michael Myers into our nightmares. If you guys did not know, Escape from New York is a John Carpenter film. You can tell having John Carpenter films by the, the music. franchises of all time. He is also credited for making one of the greatest horror remakes of all time with The Thing. Whether dealing with aliens, vampires, ghosts, or killer cars, Carpenter is a true visionary. Number three, Wes Craven. Hello. Hello. Yes? Who is this? Mm, who are you trying to reach? Rounding out our top three is the brilliant mind behind not one, but two of horror's biggest franchises. You're saying Freddy. This is ancient thing. Right. Apart from A Nightmare on Elm Street taking over in the 80s, Wes Craven reinvented the genre he helped develop with the darkly comic slasher satire Scream in the 90s. Scream well, is what gave Wes Craven a second shot movie. and brought him back. One of the most rewarded and revered horror film directors, he constantly surprises his audience with his content and range. While working on countless other projects as producer or writer, or through his work on television. The hills have True modern day master of horror. What the hell is this? That's just some stuff that I. Number two, Bella Lugosi. I bid you welcome. As we swing back to the golden years of horror, we celebrate the creature of the night himself. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Bela Lugosi was great as Dracula, but I think Christopher Lee was better. in the better. 1920s, and the rest is history. Probably one of the most recognizable actors to portray Count Dracula ever. This brilliant actor with his piercing eyes and unmatched accent No, J.D., Deadly Friend did films. not reinvigorate Craven's career. Scream did. <laughs> Whether he's playing a twisted mad doctor in one of his Edgar Allan Poe-inspired thrillers... What a delicious storage of Aitman. Or a misunderstood creature in Island of Lost Souls. There has never been a hypnotic Gary Oldman as Dracula was like great, Colette, but not scary. Before we unveil our top pick, here are a few honorable mentions. What are you? Gary Oldman as Dracula was amazing, but you gotta remember I'm that Dracula was a love story. So it would fall under like the erotic type horror. Jamie should have been included on this list, not just a notable mention. There's Tom Savini, a guest on our show. This Number is from Dawn. Vincent Price. Does it make you happy? Of course. For those who think they don't recognize his face, all they need to the do voice. is listen to that voice. Deepen those lines around the corner of the mouth. Not too much. There, there, that's better. The unrivaled master of horror, Vincent Price made a career out of giving us chills for almost six decades. 
murder, torture, execution, the, the voice at the end of Michael Jackson's kind of thriller video. His genius can even be felt through there his voiceover go. and narration work in hundreds of films and TV series. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. And of course, Welcome who can Giuseppe. forget his infamous cackle in Michael Jackson's thriller? <laughs> God, that's, From that scientist back to the devil himself, or through playing iconic characters like Dr. Fives, Price is the ultimate face behind the cinematic art of horror stories. So there you guys have it. Uh, some of the big, biggest horror actors throughout the decades. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, I agree, Viz, about Dracula. Christopher Lee was amazing. I think it was the scariest one, and... His acting, just the way he looked, he was the perfect Dracula. Gary Oldman was amazing. God, there have been so many uh, different actors that have portrayed Dracula over the decades. Uh, there's a Netflix uh, limited series uh, came out last year or the year before. It's called Dracula, I believe. Uh, just simply called Dracula. And it's a great twist on a very old tale. And with every new Dracula that comes out, they try to make it a little bit different. And I, a lot of times they fail. But with this Netflix adaptation, I believe it's just called Dracula. Check it out. Uh, their new twist and take on, you know, the classic story is pretty well done. Uh, pretty well done. And I highly recommend it. Anyway, guys, we are out of time for tonight. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow. Please check us out on the web at deadtalklive.com. Check out our brand new uh, horror entertainment news site, deadtalknews.com. Subscribe to us, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. Just search for us on any of those platforms under the name Dead Talk Live. Uh, stay safe, guys. Thank you so much for the compliments. It's uh, been an honor to be here with you for the last hour, as it is every day. Stay safe, and until tomorrow, remember guys, stay walking. Good night.